It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, organizations, and positive leaders creating positive change in the world while simultaneously caring for their people. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. P-Link Leadership has one big goal, to accelerate positive change. It's all based on fusing the science of positive psychology with the discipline of leadership to transform the world at work, or as we like to call it, accelerating positive change in a big way. And now is your host, Alexis Robin, COO and co-founder of P-Link Leadership. I'm here to bring you your 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Hi there, this is Alexis, and today I want to talk to you about boundaries. We want to talk about creating structure in unpredictable times. And wow, if it's not changing by day for you, it certainly is for me. And so as we think about how our work and our personal lives have kind of combined, our boundaries have likely become blurred. I know they have at my house. We've been working on that this week. But where does work end and work begin? How about school? Where does that end and where does it begin? Or parenting? It seems like many of us are having to navigate small people running around, needing attention, needing to be fed medium-sized kids needing support on their schoolwork or maybe only having a few hours of schoolwork a day and then a whole empty rest of the day to make themselves occupied. And so it can be really hard to understand where things begin and end. And as boundaries get blurred, we feel even less comfortable than we do when we have pretty firm boundaries and we know what's expected of each space and time and our presence. So I want to talk to you today about a few different angles on boundaries. The first one is physical space. And if you've if you're working from home for the first time and you don't have an office or you don't have a desk set up, that can be one of the very first things that can be helpful is to create a little working space for yourself or at least define a space that you're going to convert to a working space during the day and then close up and and move off during the night. And that can be as simple as having a you know, a box that you put your stuff in at night and you close it up and you stick it in the hallway. And then in the morning you pull it back out and you set it down. If you're having to work off of a dining room table, um, or a small space in your, in your bedroom, or you can actually set up a workspace. If you're lucky enough to have a a large enough house or a space where you've got, um, a working space that can be dedicated and, Being able to keep those areas, you know, once you've defined where your workspace is going to be, being intentional about the boundaries of what happens in each space. So um, working from our bed at night makes it a blurry boundary with when it's time to go to sleep or relax. Um, Our body doesn't know, should we be working or should we be sleeping right now? Um, When we are sitting on the couch in the living room, we might be deep into a project and our kids come out and see us sitting on the couch. And for them, that's free game. They can start talking to us, asking us questions, turn the TV on. So um, being able to create that physical boundary for yourself and say, hey, when I'm here working at this table between these hours, this is my workspace. And this is what we think is okay and not okay to do around that space. Also having, I got this from um, one of Karen Walrund, um, articles I posted on my LinkedIn page the other day, but she has this great practice where she has a visual cue. So when her day is done, she has these little lights in her office. And when her day is done, she turns the lights off and it's a signal to her mind and brain that, Hey, the day's over. So if you do have a workspace, that's a, um, 
you know, a home office or what have you, then turning that light off at a certain time of day can be a great cue or closing your laptop. I've been practicing closing my laptop and actually some nights even turning it off um, just as kind of a signal to my brain and body. We're done. We're done for today. So physical space boundaries are important. The second type of boundaries you want to be thinking about right now are time boundaries. Um, this has certainly happened to me. It's happening to many of my clients, but it's like the work day starts as soon as I grab my phone in the morning and it kind of bleeds all the way into when I turn off my light to go to bed at night. And that's not a super productive way to work. So when I think about where does your work day begin and end, what is your startup routine and really creating a structure for yourself while we're at home for these few weeks and maybe longer that has a start time and an end time. And that can flex by the day. Um, but just telling yourself, I'm going to be at my desk dressed and showered by nine o'clock, or I'm going to be finished. I've had to put myself onto it. My new nighttime boundary is 6 30 PM because I was working until 7:45 at night. And then the kids were asking about dinner and it was, you know, by the time dinner was ready, it was close to nine. So, um, that's not a healthy lifestyle for us. So, um, so I'm now turning off at 6 30. And so, um, being diligent about when you start and when you end, are you going to take some time for lunch? That's another thing that's great to be setting boundaries around is your, um, the time that you are eating each day, because I'm noticing it is, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon and I've not had lunch and all I've had is a piece of toast. So our best work is done when our bodies are well nourished and well rested. And so, um, being able to keep that in our schedule is important. Um, if you're somebody who likes to exercise, building that into your schedule, Hey, I'm going to get up at six and I'm going to be working out and then I'm going to shower and then I'm going to be at my desk by this time. If that doesn't include time for you to connect with your family, then you might think about getting up earlier or changing that schedule around a little bit, but really just setting that up so people know what to expect and so that you know what to expect and can get into a rhythm, stay really focused. The next piece is presence, really thinking about boundaries around our presence. And if you find yourself in the kitchen at night on your phone while your partner or your spouse is making dinner and you're still checking emails or sitting on the couch responding to slacks while your family's watching a movie, um, you're not being present. And so you want to think about being intentional about being present or being absent, but not being both. And this is a quote from Gretchen Pisano, who's our CEO at P-Link and a good friend of mine. Um, she always says, be present or be absent, but don't be both. So um, if you're going to be present, if you're somebody in your family, your kids, your spouse, your partner are talking to you, make the choice to stop what you're doing, turn around, square yourself to them and be present for what they need in that moment. Um, or make the choice to say, you know what, I'm waist deep in something right now and I can't give you the attention that you need, but this is important to me and I'd like to be able to talk to you about it this afternoon. Can we circle up after lunch so that I can make some un uninterrupted time for you? Ask for what you need versus just continuing to clack away on the keyboard where somebody shares something that's really important to them. So just choose to either be available or not be available, but don't be kind of available halfway. That's not good for you. And that's not good for the people you're trying to connect with. And this last one is thinking about what are the boundaries you're putting around your attention? 
there is a lot of attention-seeking media out there right now. There are people who want to share news. There are people who want to share stories. I have found myself getting sucked into an hour of scrolling on Facebook and reading articles and some of them great, some of them not so great. Um, and I come out of it like, whoa, where did that hour go? So thinking about like how much news is enough? How many articles are enough? How many conversations about what's going on with COVID-19 are enough? And where do I want to cut that off? You know, how much we, it's not, we don't want you to bury your head in the ground and say, oh, you know, I'm not paying attention to what's going on. I'm going to stop watching news, but you also don't want to get so overwhelmed by the amount of media and news that's out there that you can't make sense of it. So choose a few quality sources that feel good to you. Um, maybe if you want to challenge yourself, choose a source that you don't necessarily agree with. So you can just, um, continue to raise your consciousness about people outside of your own echo chamber and, really be intentional about how much time you're allowing yourself to dip into, um, dip into news or dip into social media or anything that, um, in excess is not making you feel better. It might be making you feel worse and that will help you to, to create some kind of, um, peace for yourself, a little bit of space to reflect a little bit of space to make sense of everything and connect the dots and, um, and to just relax a little bit. And when we have a good night's sleep at night, you know, our, our brains make a lot of connections. So that's important. So lastly, I would just offer you, um, this great definition of boundaries by Brene Brown. She talks about boundaries as what's okay and not okay. And so that's boundaries around behavior. And if you think about what's okay and not okay right now, we want to have those conversations with the people we're sharing our space with. Um, My son and I had a great conversation the other day. He would finish his homework and he'd come in and want to ask, you know, me to open up some gaming time for him or change some uh, control things on his computer. And I would be in the middle of a meeting and he'd kind of come hover over me. And after we finally had a conversation, I said, look, it's okay for you to want me to add stuff. It's not okay for you to hover over me while I'm in a meeting. And so he said, I got it. And so we created a code that if he walked in, like I could give him the signal that was either like, I I can't right now, like you just have to wait, or I see you, it's a thumbs up. And he can go away and know that as soon as I'm able to, I'm going to go ahead and take care of his needs. And so um, that's been really helpful for us. And that way, neither one of us is um, trying to um, get something from the other one when we're not available. And he's actually using it with me too. When I'm kind of poking my head in and he's in a class online, he's like, "Er, I'm not available. So, um, So these... What's okay, what's not okay, really important. You want to think about it. Probably a great conversation over dinner tonight if you're sharing the house with multiple people. And and that'll help you get settled with your boundaries. So as your worlds come... You don't have your morning startup commute. You don't have your typical routine. And... Being able to make some choices about what you want those boundaries to look like will create some structure for you, create some peace and just some certainty in an environment where we just don't have a lot of certainty right now. 
So Alexis Robin with P-Link Leadership, so great to have you as a listener on The Bright Side, and we look forward to bringing you a new topic every week, every Monday. Um, Also check out our P-Link Leadership LinkedIn page. There's been some great companion articles to these podcasts that my business partner and good friend Gretchen has been writing, so you'll be able to find those there. Thanks so much. Have a great week and hang in there. Mm -hmm.